Yeah, this is Mr. Z and Fifth. Yeah. Zacchaeus is here. What up? What's good? What's good? How's everybody doing? Good, man. All right. Season two, episode three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my numbers right. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, Zacchaeus, I'm going to let you start. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think this past week we, we mourned the passing of um, Kim Porter, the model, actress, actress, model, Kim Porter, the um, ex-wife of um, um, hip-hop icon P. Diddy. I don't think they were married. But well, I would say ex, ex-girlfriend. Just, just baby mother, girlfriend. But yeah, in a very long, yes. long, long-term relationship they had. Yeah, was this? I just um, we're gonna give me and Fifth are gonna give our condolences to her and the fam. Yes, and um, you know, and you know, I just been hearing a lot of um, I've been going on YouTube and hearing a lot of talk about blood sacrifice and things like that. But I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna get into that. You know, been hearing a lot of um. Sacrifices and this sacrifices. It was, a, you know, it's just a mystery of how it happened. But you know, still, we still give our condolences because of the um, lost, lost one. And um, our loving condolences to Kim Porter. You know, so and the family too. So they said the death was basically um, well, cardiac arrest. They say. Uh, cardiac arrest and she basically um she was dealing with pneumonia and was dealing with pneumonia she came back home and she just and she just decided to rest and then when she got up no she wasn't able to get up she wasn't able to get up at all at all at all at all she wasn't able to get up and then she tried to wake her you couldn't wake her but oh it's just um don't just to to Kim Porter you know so yeah so she has four, I'm sorry, three children with Diddy. Yeah, three. About three and one, one with Albie Shore. Uh, Diddy has a total of um, about four, five children. Yeah. Yeah. So the three that he has with Kim, uh, Justin, his firstborn, and his youngest daughter that was after Kim. So it's they were broken up for a while, but yeah. they were to, but they're known for being together off and on. I won't yeah. go into that detail, would, but would would you call would you call her death death a mystery or um it's just well the, I, well the only reason why people are calling her death a mystery because she's only forty seven years old. See when See, we when, yeah. when, when we think of death, we think of old age. When we think of murder, we think of young age, because that yes. means that means you were executed. There's a difference yes. between dying of natural causes and then being killed. So, um, I think that's the only reason why people look at this as sudden, because we haven't been hearing about Kim in years, and then all of a sudden, yeah. uh the news that we get is that she's gone. I mean, so that's why that's sudden when you don't hear about somebody. And then when you hear about them, you're like, well, well, dang. And then when they bring up the age, you're like, wait a minute, that's young. Yes. yes. 47 yes. is young. You know, yes. we, we've had a lot of young deaths. I mean, prodigy being one of them, that was a young one. It was a young death. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. That was prodigy. You know, he- uh, get, yeah. when, when heavy D, there's a lot of people who died young, like who yeah. just died he young. He died at 44. Every day, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah. He died at 44. Prodigy died young too. Yep. About 42, 43, 40, 42. He yeah. died young too. So it's a lot of young deaths that is just, it's just, mis- some of them, I, I guess I could call it mystical too because you don't know the we don't know the, the depth of the truth of what really what happened. We just hear about what the media portrays and what the media say. But well, age, age has yeah. a lot to do with this because we react differently when Stan Lee dies because Stan Lee was um, he lived a long life. 
So mm-hmm. we we don't say that his death was a mystery because we look at oh. his age number and we go, oh, okay, well, it makes sense that he would pass yes. at this age because he was so old. So his longevity, yes. so his longevity just ran out. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. when you hear about people dying young, we respond differently because we don't see 47 as a natural age of death. We don't see that. We don't see that. No, we don't see that. No. It's just a young woman, man. Mm-hmm. We don't see that because you see, um, when we think about, about, um, think about death and passing, the first thing that comes to my mind is the person was old. So I'm concerned about it. Right. Have you heard about, I hate, I'd hate to talk about this, but send your prayers to Tina Turner. You've heard about Tina, right? And her, her no, I haven't heard, heard anything about Tina Turner, no. So supposedly what's going on is that Tina has uh, is having complications. Tina is having complications of her kid, kidneys. Um, Boy. Because she's been dealing with uh, a stomach uh, cancer. What? Yeah, which I didn't even what? know. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That. Tina Turner? Yeah, Tina Turner. I didn't know that. Well, we say our to Tina Turner. Man, she's a legend. always go to Tina Turner, the legend. I can't believe it. Well, she underwent a, a life. uh that know. She underwent a, a kidney transplant, and they said that. It, uh, she was having complications with the, uh, with, with with the with her body taking the uh the kidney. You know. Let me get an update on that because I need to know what's going on now. But they tried to say. They tried to say okay, so her now husband donated donated the organ for her kidney transplant. Just trying to see how how she's doing today. I don't I don't know about the stomach cancer thing, but that's what they've been talking about. Yeah, but um, well, uh, well, just send her your prayers because we don't want nothing happening to Tina, man. I ain't I ain't ready. Tina's seventy eight. Tina's seventy eight. She yeah says she was she had a kidney disease. Okay, so y'all forgive me with that stomach cancer thing. I don't know why they saying stomach cancer, but um, a different source said stomach cancer. But this is just saying kidney disease. So the y'all, disease, yeah. so y'all send y'all prayers to her, man, because we don't want nothing happening to her, man. Yeah, yeah. Can't have that. Yeah, um, man. once again, our condolences to Kim Porter's family. Let's get into yes. um, let's get into something. Uh, so uh, we're gonna get into. Before we, here's what we're going to do. Our plan for this episode was to talk about the brother who was a security guard who uh, basically saved everybody from getting shot. Yes. Okay. In a, in a, in a, uh, in a, um, in a, in a, in a bar in the Chicago area. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, 26 year old Jamel Rob, uh, Robeson. Robertson. Robertson. Rob, or Robinson, Robinson. Hope I'm saying yes. his name right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll we'll get to him. But before we do, Zacchaeus, you want to talk about the conditions of, of, uh, specifically, specifically in the Bronx, well, specifically in New York City, uh, yes. government public owned housing. Yes. So that's run that's run by NYCHA. Yeah. Right. Well, NYCHA stands for New York City. Public housing uh, authority or or administration or whatever the heck you call that. So, yeah. talk about that specifically, and then I'll well, I'll get into the whole whole situation of public housing, na- the conditions of public housing nationwide. So, talk about what's going on in New York right now. Um, people, young people that that that's that's tenants, tenants are coming home to cold. Apartments right now in New York City is a, um it's about thirty three sometimes it goes up to so about thirty between thirty three and forty degrees 
and sometimes even just straight 30 degrees. So, and it's going to get colder because right now we're in, we're in the, these months where it gets colder. Right now we're in November going into December and it's going to get real, real cold in New York. So, the thing is, with, and the thing is, it get real cold. So, imagine people, just audience, just hearing us. Imagine going into a, when you come home from work or school, you're walking into a cold apartment. You're walking into a cold apartment. The, the, the water is cold. You can't eat big and not take a shower. You know, it's just the conditions that you're living in is, is maybe rat infested. And you're also walking into a condition where it's cold. It's, you're, you're frigid. You got to wear a coat. And, and where you live, you got to wear a coat. Got to wear a hat and coat and gloves. And you have small children. Feel feel for those who have small children, small kids, like young, young kids. They're walking into a freezing cold apartment. And this has been going on for months. Um, the condition, and I'm, there's, I have some activists that's, that's really paying attention to this. And big and um, big up to Jaru because he's been very vocal about it. He's been speaking on this and saying there's a, it's a situation that needs to be dealt with and a situation that needs to be handled because it's getting out of hand kids are getting kids are exposed to to lead lead poisoning asbestos and the bronx has a problem with with some of the public housing areas have a problem with rats rats i've i've heard of rats i've I've been looking at the news carefully on this matter and i've been hearing about and i've been hearing rats biting a kid in the bed, you know, the little kid laying in a five-year-old laying in the bed and the rat jumped on the bed and bit the kid. Now there's blood all over the bed and the mother beating the rat off the, the mother beating the rat off the, the child from, off the, beating the rat right off the child from, from the child getting even more bit. So the mother stomped the rat out from the, from the, um, not from the rat. So this is a real serious situation, you know, and. I've I've been in the Bronx a few times and I've seen some of the conditions and I've seen even in some not even just the Bronx but in but some housing project area. You know, I'm from I used to live in the housing projects when I first come. Same here. Yeah, when I first come to um New York and is that we 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 living in these conditions and you know, but just just picture yourself walking in from a hard day's work, getting up in the morning and feeling cold. You're feeling cold. You're, it's, you're, it's cold. The skin is icy cold. And then and then and then then you gotta leave and go to school or work and then come back to the same this the same feeling that you have outside, it's cold outside. You gotta walk into the same coldness when you come into the house. Or apartment no, well come into the apartment. So it's a situation that's been going on it's in a situation that needs to be addressed. And it's a serious situation because I can myself, I can, I remember one time experiencing that once, only once. And I was a little older than a child at the time when I experienced that. And I, and, and I can imagine, but the young, the, the, the mothers and the, and the families walking in there with the children, children and Feeling that coldness on this frit, you're, you're cold, and you get pneumonia like that. It's no joke. So okay, but let's talk. But let's talk about the. And I wanted you to get to this because, okay, so you're talking about the conditions, but also talk about the money that was denied to fix these conditions. Because then I'm gonna get into that on a national scale. So we have the problem, but then we have situations where the money that was the money that had there were money that was supposed to be requested years ago for the conditions of, of public housing nationwide. And then let's talk about the fact that a lot of money just got denied. So the money is ready, but then they refuse to take it. Uh, yeah, let's to, just to, address to, that because right. the, the, the thing, the thing is, is this. Cause that money was right. Cause that real quick. I just want to let people know that money was for repairs repairs and stuff like the elevator pipes fixtures anything that is needed for a uh community uh, apartment building community to function and you know let's talk about you know I'm, I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff that is needed but has been denied in certain cities yeah go ahead i'm sorry when you, you see when um you don't touch your skin 
and you're living comfortable, you tend to, and you tend to, some, I'm not saying all politicians, but I think some tend to push it aside and and just, and years go by and just ignore it. And just, you, you see people living in certain conditions, but you see, you do what's most important. You're living in comfortable and you lavish your home and you, and you make sure that you're comfortable and you make sure that you're living up, you're living fat in the car when you're comfortable. But what about the man that's struggling, the middle-class man that's struggling, the poor man that's got to, you know, fend for his family and you leave them in the cold. The money did not, I'm not surprised that the money was denied. It is a situation that, that's been, that's, that they look over, you see, when you, when you're not, see, when you, when, the middle class and the struggling and the poor, they kind of like, if it's not important, if it has no benefit to them, they don't address it. Beneficial, they don't address it. So, and, and, and it's just sad because, you know, when you look at them, um, but they have the money, but they, but, but they wake, but the, see what we do is we make matters get worse. So yes, we do have to make we do have to be vocal about it. We do have to make noise. Where's the money? Where is where where is the money? That's the question. Okay. Now, let me go from a more broader stance. Sh- cities like Chicago and other places going around, and even in New York, Baltimore, and other uh, places, we've had certain public housing units be tore down. So there's money to tear them down. Now, when they tear them down in its place, they try to put up uh, mid rise or high rise condos. Those condos are just too expensive for the ones that lived there when the projects was there. So they can't really afford to necessarily li- uh, live there. And some of these places where they haven't uh, been able to afford where there haven't been enough people trying been able to buy in and to afford these places that they rebuilt of some of these places have accepted section eight because you still have to get money for this property that you built. So here's the situation with this. The reason why I believe the money is being denied is because the plans are already in set in motion for displacement by shutting down the projects anyway. (laughs) Okay. So that's, that's my theory. And that's been my theory for over 20 years. And I'm only 31. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Not, not, not 20 years, but 15 years. That's been something that, you know, when we talk about gentrification has been going on before I was born, before I was born really, but has just been put more to the forefront when I was a teenager. So, um, I mean, this is just something that is just going on. And the projects was never meant to be a long-term place anyway. And it's not supposed to be for the middle class. It's supposed to be for the single mom first, really. Yeah. Because a, a, a father couldn't live in the projects with his family back when, the pro, back when that program was started. You know, they had that movie Claudine. So speak it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that movie Claudine, they, they went up in that home and shed on them kids. They went up in their home. And if they even, they had to hide them. And if they even saw a grown man's clothes, shoes, they would mm-hmm. be denied mm-hmm. that them resources, man. So we're talking yeah. about these programs that were implemented and put in place to really uh, push mm-hmm. the, the man, uh, specifically the black man out of, out of his home. Hey, if you just, they tell the mothers, they tell our sisters, hey, if you just have the kids, if you just keep having kids and we'll give you food stamps and welfare and and a place to live, you ain't got to worry about that. At first, the projects were safe. At first, they was. I don't think a lot of people even get what I'm saying. It wasn't the hood. It was not the hood. When When public housing first started, it was not the hood at first. Became that later because there were certain things in place um, that they felt that was uh, discriminated against certain people being in there. 
And then now everybody's in there. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and really, it was supposed to be a temporary temporary place mm. to live there for a, mile, for a minimum amount of time and to move on and to, and to ex, uh, excel and move in financially into a place where you should, that you can afford that's not public housing. That's what the pro- that's what the other story of the projects was was only supposed to be. The problem is that it became long term because everything else around it became expensive. I was talking to, you know, I ain't gonna say the name, but somebody the other day, you know what I'm saying? She lived in the projects, you know what I mean? And then she, you know, in New York, Staten Island to be exact. And she told me, she was like, yo, I would move out. But if I move out, I got to move. I got to leave New York because I can't afford to rent anywhere else. Okay. So you have that going on. And you have elevators. Expensive. Right. You have elevators, uh, the power, uh, the water in these buildings that are not working properly, not functioning properly. Uh, um, I mean, look, look at it this way. If anybody uh, remembers the story of Akai Gurley, that building had no lights in the uh, hallways and the staircases and all that. And then the cops shot him. Oh, yes. That was in the projects. Story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, was in, what, that was in Brooklyn? That yeah, it was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, I remember that story. You know? Yeah. So you Crazy, know, yeah. so you know, the projects was never meant to be. If you ask me, I'm 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 not for displacement and kicking people out of their homes, but there needs to be programs. The programs that you got to get them there. Okay, so now you felt like, well, since we got you there, we not gonna help you get out, but you help mm-hmm. them get in, but you not gonna help mm-hmm. them get out because when they tear down the projects. Most of the time, these people move into another one. They don't move into a house, a uh, 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 upper, 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 upper echelon type of apartment. They move into another public housing uh, uh, community. So yeah, the problem, the, the problem's mm-hmm. not being the problem is not being solved and fixed. And then let me go to to what you said about in the Bronx. I saw a video. Disgusting. I think it was Channel Eleven, uh, New York News. See, I'm not in New York right now, but I know because because I was just there last year. They showed a thing. I saw it on Facebook. They showed a video of this woman's apartment. Oh my lord! This was in. I don't know what projects this was. Oh. I really don't know. It might have been. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know what it was, but it was somewhere in the South Bronx. They could. They didn't even walk in the kitchen. They walked partly in the kitchen. No, they walked in the in the hallway part to the kitchen. You saw these a family of rats. They were run, running, run, running on the stove. Uh, when they panned the camera to the sink, they was in the sink. They was when they when they saw people uh, coming or whatever or whatever noise they made, you could see the rats run. Behind the refrigerator part of the part where the refrigerator's at. Uh, let me say this though, in that video, that kitchen looked nasty. It really did. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that thing, that thing don't look good, man. Yo, that, that was disgusting. You know. Oof, so yeah. I mean, nationwide, there has been resources to fix public housing that have been denied nationwide so i'm not surprised that in new york city that happened and it happened it happened it had, it's been it's been going on for years man it's been going on for years the conditions are poor the conditions are it, bad it's like what you said they're not even healthy mold, uh, other than no heat there's mold in the walls mm-hmm. lead See? lead paint and all this other stuff lead and kids with uh you wonder why in public housing these kids are having asthma. It's like an asthma epidemic, a health problem epidemic in these places because 
These have been the conditions of the projects for so long. Other than just the crime, the crime is taking place because of because of no employment in these neighborhoods where the projects are. No jobs. So cats is robbing and stealing. So it's not, you know, somebody's grandmother lived there, man. Come on. Child. I don't like that, man. I don't like that. And let me say something to to my black fathers out there. Get your family out the projects, man. Get them out of there, man. Get them out of there. It ain't cool. Let me address this too. It ain't cool. Ain't nothing cool about struggling. That ain't something you brag about and boast about uh, and hold to uh, a high uh, standard. Hello. Hello. If you did come from the struggle, then you appreciate appreciate it for what it is, and you be uh, and or and or, and or thank, thankful from where you used to be to where you're going to be now. And you appreciate humble beginnings, but you don't sit in it and, and, and think that it's cool to struggle. Ain't nothing cool about that. Ain't nothing fashionable about that. That's ignorant, man. Like what, it's like what MC Rockem said, it's not where you're from is where you're at. Thank man. you. So, but I'm, you know, I'm, you but, know. but it's a problem in the, in, in the black community that we tend to glorify, uh, in the project. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we glorify our, our, um, lack of wealth. <laughs> no, no, you don't glorify your lack of wealth. I was a kid in, man. Look, I was a kid in the projects up until I was 11 years old. If I can get my years right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing right about that. Ain't, well, well, okay, well, let me say that differently. What I mean is ain't nothing cool and to glorify and put on a pedestal about that. So that was a humble beginning I came from. And I thank the Lord every day, you know, because where I am today is far away from that. You know? So yeah, the projects was never meant for middle-class families. If you're middle-class and you're living in a project, something's wrong with that. Matter of fact, the projects are income restricted anyway, you know, but at this point, it's at, at this point, cities like New York and LA and Oakland and San Francisco, Chicago. I mean, at this point, you got to raise the actual income restriction just so these people can have a roof over their head. Ain't that something? That's something. Is that bad? Is that bad yeah. where the where the cost of living is so high that the restriction that you had it on, you got to raise it a bit. It got to be a little higher because of the way things are. You know, and most of the time, you know, if you, you know, if you paying rent for the projects, you're not paying a thousand dollars. You know, you're paying from what is it now? I mean, I'm hearing some people paying between three hundred to five hundred, maybe eight hundred a month in the projects, uh, depending on yes. what they depending on what they make. It, it, it goes by your, it goes by your income. It goes so, by your yeah, income. Man. It goes by so. your income. And and then if you make too and if you make too much money, you can't live in the projects anymore. But then you don't make enough money to live anywhere else in that city. How about that? That's mm. a crisis. See, the cost of li- you see you're battling a few things: the cost of living, living condition, mm-hmm. and you're ba- it's, it's a few things you're battling. And and yeah, and just o- overall neglect. Neglect, yeah. So staying and staying in the project for 20, 30 years is not the move, man. You're supposed to elevate and just work your way out. Work your way out. Like I said. Oh, it's not work your way out, man. Like I, and you, oh, and I want to say something to my sisters out there. <clears throat> I want you to listen to me very closely, my sisters. Y'all my queens. What the heck are you doing letting a man come in your home and he don't help or elevate and change your condition and you in the projects what the heck is he there for uh, Jay, I'm gonna be honest with, I'm gonna be honest with you again I mean if they ain't doing if they ain't doing nothing to elevate turn to help her out all they're doing is just laying the pipe then <laughs> and a roof just- yes yes and that's the point I'm getting to 
You speak on that, Zacchaeus. He, a lot of women, a lot of the sis, young sisters out there, the singles, I'm talking about the single sisters out there with the kids. Tough job being a single mother raising your kids, man. It's a tough job and it's a tough job, but but make but when you get a mate, a mate is supposed to be somebody that helps. Helps. Not, not, not dwell in this condition that you're staying in, and and he's already you. All he's doing is just, you know, laying that pipe and making you know and and and, and finessing you, but he's not doing anything to elevate you, to get out. Yeah. You see, and we and and we gotta we gotta refresh our minds, renew our minds, as my young sisters out there. We have to because when you allow kids or your or your child to see men popping in and out your place, until thing for that child, because as your child gets older, they'll see that mommy doesn't. That mommy have different faces coming in and in and out. A child remembers these things. So you're supposed to set the example for your child. And you're supposed to and you're supposed to respect, let your child see that you're you're stable because you don't look stable when you have different faces popping in and out your place. And next thing you know, mommy pregnant. Mommy pregnant. But he he ain't committing to you. He ain't marrying you. I know the diff- off off the topic, but but I'm just but this is this is where it's at. And this and we can ad- we can address this in for maybe about five five minutes or two minutes or so. My my young sisters out there, we gotta think about this, and we gotta mentally think about it. if he's not adding to you, then what? Is he doing it? What is he doing with you? That's my thing. Exactly. I just wanted to, that's a bit off topic, but because we're talking about the projects, I just wanted to talk about how there's that internal cycle in the projects that we see all the time. And I don't like that. And I just don't want our women, not all women do this. They don't. No. But I'm saying for some of y'all sisters, I got this man in there. You're with him year one, year five. Y'all still in the projects. Why? Why? You got to get him out of there, man. That's your responsibility as a black man. Lead. Do the best you can. Get them out of there. Get them out of there, even if you got to leave the city. <laughs> I mean, you know, it ain't that serious. Bunch of kids, man. Just, just relocate. Jesus Christ. Some people are, you know, Jay, some people are connected to their city. They don't, they don't feel that. They feel that's their world and that's it. Hey, they man, don't we, know how to. We live in a big to, world, man. We live in a big yeah, world. Yeah, they the don't world. feel that they need to, 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 to. What I mean by transition, meaning that they feel that this is it. Okay, well this then, is, this is well, where it's well at. then guess what? Well then guess what? Ladies, if you, Jesus, his feet. Sorry, y'all. Ladies, all over the globe, <laughs> listen to my voice. <laughs> if you're with a man with no ambition, you lost. You lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a man with ambition goals the ability to adapt will never be a man that will keep you in that condition a man who has those things somehow some way is going to help and get out the situation for him and for y'all because if that man wants better then guess what he's going to bring y'all he's going to bring y'all with them he mm-hmm. should and if he don't Ladies, you're finished out here in these streets. All right. Mm-hmm. We got to move on. Anything else you want to speak, speak on before you move on uh, to, to the situation that happened in Chicago? Um, I'm talking about the housing projects in Chicago. 
No, not the not, not the housing projects, but I'm talking about the brother who uh who tried to save the day and they murdered him. Oh. I just want I just want to uh, know if you ongoing... if, if you had anything to say about this uh about public housing before we move on to the next topic cuz I'm not going to come back to it cuz we got to we got to we got to talk about this. This is something that's very serious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What I, what I got to say about public housing is that in a rough condition, but now this is a rough condition. Not having, not having um, hot water, not being able to have heat in the, in the apartment. Well, I, I just pray and hope that this out, even if you, let's say, even if the city gives money to NYSHA and all of a sudden now you have heat and you have hot water still, Effort, do the best you can to take your family out of there. Enough said. Exactly. Oh Lord, here we go again. So, first, my condolences goes out to the family of Jamel Robeson. We just had a shooting in L.A. at a bar last week. Right? We just had that. Yeah. The gunman killed whoever he killed, and then the gunman is dead. So then we have a shooting in in Chicago, an armed security guard. He happens to apprehend the shooter. The cops show up and they kill the armed security guard? Huh? I scratched my head to that. Let me go deeper into that. Let me go deeper into that. So, police responded to a shooting around 4 a.m. at Manny's Blue Room Lounge in, in Robbins, about 20 miles south of Chicago. Cook County's Sheriff Office spokeswoman, Sophia. As Nari said, three people and an alleged shooter were injured, she added. Then after Robeson had apprehended the alleged gunman, the Midlothian officer shot Robeson outside the bar. According to a federal lawsuit filed Monday, the suit calls the fatal shooting excessive and unreasonable and says it violated Robeson's civil rights. Witnesses said security asked several Drunken, well, <laughs> drunk men to leave the bar. At least one person returned and opened fire. This is to, according to CNN's affiliate WGN reported. A bartender was among those victims, according to the lawsuit. After the shooting, Robeson had somebody on the ground with his knee in his back, with his gun in his back, like, don't move. This is quotations. Adam, Adam Harris, a witness, told WGN. The officer responded to the scene, then fired at Robeson. Mm. The TV station reported, citing witness. We yelled, in quotations, we all yelled, he's a security, he's security. And without giving any thought, they shot him. Harris told the station, the vest said security on the vest. And they shot him anyway. They shot him apparently in the side of his body. Unarmed officer who fatally, the unarmed, unnamed, sorry, the unnamed officer who fatally shot Robeson has been a member of the Midlothian Department for nearly four years, according to Delaney. The officer is assigned to the patrol division and also leads a regional SWAT team, the police chief said. He also spent three years with another department, according to Delaney. The officer is on paid. <laughs> the officer is on paid administrative leave as is standard department policy pending the outcome and investigation by the Illinois State Police Public Integrity Task Force investigation. I'm going to stop right there. It's pissing me off. I also want to add that 
Robeson died later on. He didn't die at the bar, but he died in the hospital. 26 years old. He wanted to be a cop. He was a father of a nine-month-old son. And they're, oh, Jesus. I ain't even noticed. He's expecting another child, my man. Ow. Ow. Wow, his his mother said, I have to read this. I didn't even want to read this, but I'm going to. My baby's not going to have his father for Christmas, his birthday, any holidays anymore. Avantia Boos, mother to Robeson's children, told Don Lemon on CNN, on CNN Tonight, Wednesday. So this article is not from today. This article is from November 15th. I can't even read no more because I'm getting pissed off. But y'all get the gist. Zacchaeus, we're in a nation where a black man can't even be a hero, man. You get shot for not doing nothing. You get shot. You get shot for not doing nothing. You get shot for helping. So you get shot for not helping and shot for helping. I mean, what what do we do, man? Walk with Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. You don't even have to do and, anything. And, and, and they're wearing a hoodie. So. Zacchaeus, the brother had on the uniform. That didn't yeah. help. Zacchaeus, oh, what, what did I say in the last episode? I said you got brothers and sisters that are part of the military. uniforms to protect them. We Thank used to, you. We wear uniforms to protect us. Thank you. Now, this brother... On the, across his chest, and he still gets killed. But by, by by an officer, by another officer, an armed officer. They shot the wrong guy, without giving it any thought. They released a, a shot, without giving it any thought. At snipers, you got people that's killing in, in mass. Mass. They still live. They still breathe their breath. A black man. What was this? What was striving to be a hero? Think about it. In in uniform. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. In uniform. Striving to help someone else. Killed, attempting to help. First, I want to say God bless this. Oh God, I can't even say God bless him because he's dead. But I want to say God bless his family. This man is a hero, man. I can only imagine how many more people would have been killed or or injured if he didn't step in. This is ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. You can't even be a hero. You can't. If you look like me or look like my brother, Zacchaeus, I mean, this is crazy. Zacchaeus, I want you to speak more more to this, man. Just give me give me your overall opinion about this story and other stories that are similar to this. Because we're having, I mean, as as we're talking right now, there was a shooting in Chicago at a hospital, in a hospital. I mean, uh, who? What's going on? You know, these mass shootings are happening. This brother stopped a mass shooting. And now he's dead. You see what they done. You see, and and we talk about, well, um, I've heard heard brothers talk about, and like I said it off air to you before, like they heard brothers talk about, well, we we had a black president. But, and I still say we still haven't overcome by that and say we still haven't overcome because when you're when you're a black man you're trying to walk you're trying to walk and you're trying to live you're trying to you're just walking on the block going going to school or you or you're just or you're just 
with or you're just walking outside of your apartment and you and you and the cops come raiding you come pointing their guns at you and you decide to and all you had was a wallet in your hand the the flash in front of the cops and they killed you we as black men are targets open targets no you can't even look and because as you can see there's no way around it is there catch 22 right we're, we're getting we're getting slaughtered but even for being a hero for saving the day my brother imagine that for saving the day and then our some of us some of us ignore but some some folks some people even ignore when, when we're trying to they got some people that pull their phones out to just to just watch or they or they throw it on social media they um the viewing but when the brothers extend this hand to help someone so it makes me kind of wonder if i lend my if, if, if me and fifth we lend a hand to help out are we gonna get killed i can't even you know what um, um for the sake of our jobs i'm not going to say what we do but let's just say this me and you, me and you, okay, have what we ha- we 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 wear a uniform, okay. Me and you wear a uniform when we work. We don't have the same job. I want to throw that out there to people because I don't want them to think that we don't necessarily have the same job, but we both have similar responsibilities that are identical. Our jobs are identical in that way. And me and you, although we're not armed, but we're in a position where we could, if we wanted to be the hero by risking our lives. So you're going to shoot me officer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because this man was wearing a, uh, the uniform of an armed security guard that that boy hired him to be. It's not like he was just walking around. He was assigned to his position, to his job, and he was doing his job. Yeah. yeah. Now my thing is, what would they would have said about him if he didn't do his job? They would have called him a coward. They would have said that he needed to be fired. They need to take his job. This man got killed for doing his job. He ain't even killed the gunman. You know, he could have just did that. He's a licensed security guard, an armed licensed security guard. He actually has a right to fire. And that he has, he has a right to fire his weapon in that situation. That's part of his job description. He didn't even do that. He didn't even want to take the man's life. The man was taking lives. He didn't even want to take the man's life. He just wanted to take him down. But the police come and take the life of the hero. The bad guy lives, but you make shoot the hero. <laughs> yeah, make that make sense. Man. What? Um, our Shopton shouts us shouts out: "No justice, no peace." <laughs> Why and you can I can see why he says it all the time because well, things in, happen, in a things. smart in a smart sense. Yeah. Our lives really don't matter. You when I hear situations like this, yeah. E as black people gotta teach our kids by themselves and be careful of what you do. And how you move, the odds are against us in every step of the way. Odds are totally against us because when you, an armed officer, not even a, not not even undercover, they got some undercover brothers that in the past got shot and killed, but this brother was in his uniform. Yeah, he was identified as security. Security. And you got witnesses man, yelling out, yelling to the cops. Yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple witnesses, witnesses. yelling. 
a guy, and you and he still you still shoot him. Get still get his life stuffed out. Our lives is worth less than a worth less than the animals that walk walk on four legs. <laughs> sure, I just say, but it's true. You got a twelve? Well, you got a gun down a twelve year old? Oh God! Of your And you gotta and you gotta choke somebody out. Every gardener. Yeah. For just a Lucy. Something as simple as Lucy that everybody gets and so everybody gets a Lucy. A lot of people that, that people that smoke, they just get Lucy's. Yeah, and they hang and they, and, they, and 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 not just black folks hang hang on in front of the stores. They got some non black folks that hang on in front of the store with a Lucy, just 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 yeah. shooting the breeze. Cigarettes for people who don't know the term Lucy, Lucy is a, a term that's more so recognized in New York, but for people who are not from New York, he's talking about Lucy is a, a is a, a is a slang word for a loose cigarette. Loose cigarette, that, yeah. that's what you mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we call Lucy's. I want those who don't know. I want to talk about but. something real quick about saving a situation, maybe different from theirs, but still getting shot. Um, a couple years ago, there was a brother in Florida. Uh, he was a um, uh, instructor or uh, or a teacher at a um, school for kids who are mentally challenged. And this was down in Florida. One of the kids um, got reported on for having a weapon. Now, he didn't have a weapon, but he had something in his hands and he was aiming it like it was a gun. Now, this, this kid is mentally challenged. The police show up. The brother, knowing the child, goes to the situation and says, listen, put it down. They're going to shoot you. They don't know what you have. And they're yelling, put the gun down. There's no gun. But he's just yelling, put it down. He's mentally challenged, so he doesn't, he's not going to respond like a functioning person per se a normal functionally uh, person who's not mentally challenged the brother's out there he's surrendering because he's in the line of fire and he's just trying to help he's like a counselor or something like that so he's just trying to help the child big child too you know but he's trying to help him he's not a kid kid but he's a he's he's not grown the cops fire at him twice They shoot the brother in the leg. His arms, he was laying on his back with his hands in the air. Right next to the kid who's got the thing in his hand. And they shot twice, uh, Zacchaeus, twice. (laughs) If I shoot at you twice, I'm trying to, okay. if If I shoot at you once, I'm definitely trying to harm you or kill you. But if I shoot you twice, that means I ain't get you with the first one, so I'm definitely trying to get you with the second one. They tried to murder that man. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm mm-hmm. glad. Now, I'm glad. I'm glad that brother is here to tell a story about what happened, but there was no justice for that act. So with that being said, I don't know if there will be justice for this one. I brought it up as an example. No, he wasn't trying to save uh, uh, people from getting uh, a shot from a mass shooter. Hmm. But what he was trying to do is save a kid from getting shot. He got shot anyway. So what I'm saying is the man tried to be a hero, tried to save a life of a mass shooting. Another brother tried to save a life from cops executing somebody. Catch 22, man. Catch 22. You just pray you don't get caught up in this situation at all because, you know, you never know what somebody's going to do. And as, you know, the plight of uh, of black America is when we're in trouble, who do we call? Because a lot of times we don't even want to call police because we don't know who's coming. We don't know if we're getting a, a, a law-abiding cop or a non-law-abiding or outlaw-abiding cop. Are we, getting an officer, are we getting an officer of the law 
or are we getting an officer, uh, outlaw officer? Most of the time, this this is why a lot of us don't call the cops. Sometimes. Exactly, because 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 it's a, our lives are at stake. He, our lives are at stake. So this is why a lot of people want to be wondering, like, oh, why why don't you call the cops? You telling a black man or a black woman, why don't you call the cops? You know why we don't call the cops? Because <laughs> life or death mm-hmm. with us. Being sees us and pull out his gun. I don't know if, how, how many people seen the movie called um for um and, um it was a movie that recently came out and that movie had a great is a lot of scenes in that movie with the young young sister with the hoodie on. You see sometimes you see the advertisement for it. Hmm. Are you talking about that yeah. movie The Hate You Give? They hate you give, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um got shot over a hairbrush. Yeah, got shot over a hairbrush. That if you look at that film carefully, this is what we deal with all the time. Yeah. Young brother reaching for a hairbrush gets killed. You know, it, it's it's like it's like um movie is it's fictional but it's it just shows you what really goes on it really what happens really what goes on the actor I forgot the name of the actor that tells his kids in the beginning when a cop pull you over keep your hands on the dashboard don't make a move so in real life we got to tell our kids this we got to train our kids to be vigilant and to very easy with officers situations like this oh going back to the brother that um got killed wearing a uniform it's like it wasn't really this this news was was not really i, I listen to the news a lot and I've, i haven't heard um certain schools stations um tell this news at all i haven't heard any few of them ever heard but i think it was cnn that was the only one i think i believe cnn i believe was only other news stations i never heard anything i didn't even hear it on, i didn't even hear this on the radio I listen to radio we know quite a bit when i'm driving but i didn't even hear this on the radio so yeah. it is it, it goes to tell you that ladies and gentlemen it's still going on though just because you, you don't hear about it Still going on, still going on. The slaughter of young black men and women is still for the police brutality. Is still going on. Yeah, and not hear about it right away, but it's still going on. They have yes, they have huge cases on it, but few cases like you know, you heard about the Sandra Bland, you heard about, you heard about Mike the, Brown. Mike Mike Brown and and uh, Trayvon Martin and so forth and so forth, you know, and Patrick Dorsman and and in the past, you know, under the Lama that lived lived to tell the story, but it's because the saga to, the saga still continues. Oh, it just goes to say that we gotta when we have our children, we gotta teach them differently, and we gotta be vigilant, and we gotta we gotta be careful too. It's just it's just an ongoing saga. It never stopped. Yeah. Sure do. All right. Um I just want to say, closing out the program, rest um rest in peace, Kim Porter. Yes. Rest in peace, Jamel Ro- uh, Robeson. And my condolences to their families. Uh we're going to get up out of here. Zacchaeus, uh, any last word? You have the last word. Anything you want to say before we close out? Oh, yeah. Um, just want to a quick um, condolences to the ones who lost their lives this, this week and took the, um, the armed black man that lost his life. So to their family, to their families, and also um, to be to tell us to tell the young black folks to be vigilant, to be vigilant out there and to also if you're living in a housing project facility um always have a goal to leave yes you know so 
Um, that's all I gotta say for right now. Much so, more yeah. than much more than life than projects. Strive yes. for better, aim for better, and be better yes. when you know better. Do better when oh, you yes. know better. All right. Um Zach here's where can they reach you? You can reach me on Twitter and um Wayne also you can reach me at um Instagram, Zacchaeus B73 on Instagram. Also, you can reach me on Facebook, Facebook, Wayne Zacchaeus Bacchus on Facebook. Hit me up, y'all. All right. Catch me. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Fifth General. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Fifth General. All right. So, this was another episode of Mrs. Z and Fifth, Season 2, Episode 3. We're going to get a baddie here. We'll see y'all next time, all right? Peace.